the question is often not asked, what is the goal of the video and what do you want people to do when they see it? What is the actual action you want them to take? We often know what we want them to know, but we actually don't go, what do you want people to physically do and, and, and what is also the emotional goal? You're listening to Doug Darling, a video producer and video strategist from Winnipeg in Canada. And in today's episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, we'll be hearing from Doug how he's grown his video business by focusing on educating his clients with the results in mind, not just shooting great video. So keep listening. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, where we dive deep into the world of effective video marketing to attract your tribe and grow your beautiful business. When it comes to video marketing, we all want one thing, right? That is results. It's just so easy to get bogged down and focus on the production, the content, the next big video platform or chasing after views. But at the end of the day, Why anyone is doing video marketing is ultimately to grow a business, to achieve a goal, to move someone to take an action. My guest today is Doug Darling, executive director and founder of Tripwire Media Group, a video and animation company in Winnipeg that creates videos for companies all over North America. And as we'll hear in today's interview, Doug has been spending the last few years really mastering his ability to help clients make more effective and impactful videos. And in 2019, he's making a very deliberate and I believe important shift into delivering video strategies for his clients to ensure the work they do is getting results. Now, Doug was an early member into my online video strategy blueprint program. And it's been awesome for me to get to know his story and understand his business over the last few months. So I wanted to bring him on the show today to share more about his journey, his process, and his focus when working with his clients. Importantly, you'll hear about Doug's desire to first educate his clients to a better understanding of how video works, both through the science of storytelling and the strategy behind video. I believe that this is such an important paradigm shift for many video producers or creatives who are often driven too much by the creative output and not enough on the results for their clients. I also want to point out that in this chat, Doug mentions a few other sources of learning and in particular, news storytelling. So I wanted to do a quick shout out here and point back to episode nine of this podcast, where I interviewed the founder of Muse, Patrick Moreau. So if you want to learn more about what those guys have to offer, particularly in the world of storytelling and the power of story and the science of story, really interesting. In fact, one of my favorite podcast episodes I've done to date on this podcast, head back to engagevideomarketing.com slash episode nine. Okay, so enough from me. Let's get into the interview with Doug Darling from Tripwire Media. Doug Dowling, welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. It's great to have you here on the show. It is exciting to be here. This is a, this is a big deal for me. Thanks for having me. 
Look, Doug, I wanted to get you on the show here because, you know, as I've got to know you over, over the, the last little bit of time, um, I've seen a lot of parallels as well with my own journey. So I want to explore that a bit with you, but also really interested to explore this, this changing world of, of online video production and what you're doing over there in Canada. And just to open up a bit of a dialogue here that hopefully will resonate with other people interested in online video strategy who are tuning into the podcast. So really looking forward to this, but before we kind of get deep into some of that stuff, can you tell us your story, Doug, what I guess led you to where you are today and and the work that you do? Yeah, for sure. I, uh, you know, actually back in my twenties, I was a, um, I was a musician who toured the, uh, toured the country a few times with a few different bands and nothing notable, definitely nothing that reached, uh, Australia in terms of notoriety, but, uh, it was a good time. And, you know, there's a part of me that always loved being creative and a part of me that loved uh, working with people. And um, that didn't really pan out. The musician world is, a, is a, as everyone knows, especially nowadays, a really hard market to uh, get into and to be e- uh, even harder to be successful in. And so um, I kind of uh, was uh, in uh, in a bit of a, um, uh, I was in a, a bit of a, just a nowhere land in terms of, uh, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with myself. I took a a program in uh, Winnipeg where uh, it involved uh, journalism, uh, media production, advertising, PR. Um, and, uh, I really found my love for, uh, first shooting and then editing. And, um, really that kind of changed everything. And I really found that that was my new art form and actually really found that, um, editing and, and, and doing uh, video and movie was it was uh, a culmination of all art in my mind where it was it was beyond just music it was also um, design storytelling film obviously and uh, and, um, and and just so many other elements to craft this creative piece and to express yourself uh, and that was uh, that was 12 years ago from there I've had a few kind of jobs outside of college but then started uh, my company tripwire media group in 2009 so we're about to hit our 10th year uh, and have had quite a few evolutions of that it's been a really exciting journey um, we have really started to focus in our ability to uh, tell stories and then of course really just to bring value in um, starting to build strategy and, uh, and, and a real purpose in what people are making rather than just making video for the sake of making it. Uh, we're really trying to uh, understand the psychology and the biology of the people that we're talking to. And uh, again, really bring value to not only the end user, but our clients themselves. And then of course, then the people who work with us. That's a, yeah, that's a pretty abridged version of it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So Tripwire Media Group now today, can you describe describe your business? Who are the, who are the main type of clients that you serve, the main type of work that you do? Yeah, for sure. We're, um, we are a 13 person organization in, uh, in Winnipeg, right in the center of, uh, Canada, a geographical center of North America. Um, it's a bit of a landlocked Island. So, um, we don't uh, necessarily have, um, a huge market, um, of organizations and companies, you know, like say the, uh, Toronto's, New York's, Vancouver's, all that kind of stuff. But there still is, um, the last 10 years have seen a real growth, I, I'm sure like everywhere in the need for video. And so we kind of are, we specialize really in commercial video, not TV commercials, but anything that's corporate. Um, anyone who has a, a, you know, a story to tell or a message to get across. Uh, and we really cross all kind of industries. So we do a lot of work in tourism, manufacturing, agriculture, um, lots of not for profit, um, which also keeps it interesting for us. We don't really kind of niche ourselves too much. Um, and, uh, and really find that 
every organization and every product and every service serves a purpose. There is conflict in that and they're trying to make something better. And so we try to unearth that, try to also understand how we're going to move their clients to action and uh, to build better connection. So you've been operating under Tripwire for a number of years now, since 2009, so nearing on 10 years, I guess, this year. Yeah. Um, you would have seen, and that's actually a similar kind of time frame for, that my agency has been around as well. So, I mean, uh, I know I've seen a lot of changes in that time. So can you describe to us the, the key shifts or changes that you've seen in the kinds of work you're doing or what clients are coming to you for? Absolutely. You know, about 10 years ago, um, it was that was a shift, uh, at least where we were and maybe, uh, a few years ahead in some other markets, but you know, 2009, 2008 was a really great time for commercial video in general and, and just video as a communication tool. There's a couple of things that, um, I wish I, I could say that I had the foresight of, you know, seeing that and starting a company, but it, it was a little bit serendipitous that this happened, but the, uh, advent of the DSLR of the Mark II being able to, uh, shoot, um, full frame, you know, cinematic like video, um, as well as then um, social media really started to take a rise. Facebook was just coming out. Um, and then the bandwidth and availability uh, that video can start being streamed in HD and you know YouTube and all these other channels uh, really uh, making video uh, accessible and affordable uh, in so many different ways, we were really able to kind of jump on that. And actually for the first few years, uh, kind of, not do the best work we've ever done to kind of find our feet and, and to, to um, educate ourselves and to grow in our own uh, capabilities and skill sets. Uh, and so over then the next 10 years, what we've just really seen is uh, at the beginning, we were trying to convince people to do video, you know, as one of the, the numerous strategies, the uh, communication strategies they could use, they could use print or they could do outdoor advertising or web and all this kind of stuff. Now we're really talking to organizations about, how they should be using video because pretty much if you're an organization that has a message uh, or any kind of com communication needs, which is pretty much every organization I can think of over the top of my head, you need to be utilizing video in some way. So now it is, uh, it is talking about how they can use video and how they can do more effective uh, or use video effectively and in as large a scale of reach as possible. At the same time, there's been never been more competition. And so that means that, you know, we have to make sure we're always checking ourselves, making sure that we're adding some sort of value or, um, um, customer service or, or quality of work or process process is a big thing for us lately. Um, that is, uh, maybe different or unique from the others. And so it's been really exciting. It's been very challenging, but, um, it's a good, it's a good market to be in. It's a good industry to be in. And, uh, and, and we've really definitely seen the benefit from that. Yeah. It's interesting the way that the, not only the result of the work that you're doing has changed in the focus of the platforms and the distribution mechanisms to get your video out there. But you know, what I'm seeing on my end as well is clients are actually coming to us with different needs as well. So, you know, at the beginning of the earlier stages of my business, uh, clients were coming to us, you know, looking for more of a traditional broadcast type solution when it comes to video but now clients are coming to us with social media digital marketing in mind they still need some direction but i'm interested to hear from you how you've seen that uh, that request from clients change over the years as well 
Yeah. I mean, on top of people knowing that they, they need video, which is great because budgets are being created and they're seeing the value of it and understanding a little bit more of how it works. They're still, they're coming to us, not necessarily knowing um, the best way to approach it. They know they need to be on social media. They know they need presence. They know they need metrics. Um, And so the idea of before or five years ago, maybe they're coming to you needing one video that was, they're hoping to be a catch all. They've only got a small budget or a, you know, a budget for one video and they're hoping it's going to serve multiple purposes on multiple platforms. And, uh, and that's just not the case. We, we, we know that, um, through the journey of any client, uh, or any of their audience members, there are different points, um, of where we want to interact with them everything everywhere from a emotional levels to factual levels or, or logical levels. And so people are starting to understand that this is not, you know, that the process, uh, the world of sales and marketing are joining together, um, that there is a long process, um, in, um, in, 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 in a conversion. And so video can help in more than one place. And so everything from social media to content marketing, to brand awareness, all those things are, um, really, really important need to be identified, um, before, uh, you're making something, uh, we were often, you know, years ago, kind of making something and then seeing how it could work. We got really frustrated with that because, you know, the client would be happy with what we made. We are happy with what they made and they'd throw it up on YouTube and then have the creative bias and just go like, yeah, okay, it's going to work great. Right. And then we come back, check in and a year later, see how everything went. And, um, it, you know, hundred views or 300 views or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of us obviously have experienced that. And so it's been, you know, we now are seeing that obviously the creative alone is not enough. And we've known this for a while. It's just being able to then integrate this into our process and process right now for us is everything, but, you know, adding digital marketing, um, as a competency and taking that step back from the creative and, and figuring out strategy before creative is really where we're headed now. And it's, it's where, uh, we've, we've started having these conversations. We're bringing it in. We're using storytelling and understanding the psychology of the, uh, of the audience and the biology and things like cortisol and, um, oxytocin and all that kind of stuff we are that has uh, been very very huge for us using muse training and all this kind of stuff and working with our friends at sherpa uh, that has also helped uh as well as as the program that you're about to kick off which i'm sure we'll talk about but it's just been there's been um a lot of success in us building value in that way and, and getting the why behind it and the psychology and the uh the practice of the skill but now we really need to we need to take it even further and really work on the strategy. Where are they coming from? Where are they now and where are they headed and how can we help in that way? Yeah. Okay. So I want to bring you back to a few things there that you, you kind of glossed over, which I think. Are I rambled, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, I want to, I want to unpack some of those ideas with sure. you because you mentioned some, <laughs> some groovy words there like cortisol and um you know uh, <laughs> the brain the biology i guess behind storytelling which is a really interesting yeah. thing and I, I think it's worth unpacking a little bit more um do you want to maybe dive into that a little bit where where do you see that role of storytelling fit within a marketing strategy when it comes to video and what's biology got to do with it right well i mean it's um it's pretty impressive when you actually understand how persuasion works and how we can engage with our audiences and how we can move them forward. There's a lot of science out there, including um, uh, some really strong science from Paul Zak, who's a, uh, a neuroscientist who you know, has discovered that when we uh, follow a character, 
um, that uh, that you know, the story is focused on. This character could be um, a fictional person, a uh, someone who works at the organization, uh, the owner of the organization, the organization itself can be a character. But when we start to feel for that, when there's a proper story connected to it, we uh, have oxytocin released in our in our um, in our brains, and uh, that actually powers our empathy and that powers our connection. And when we have uh, conflict in um, something that we're watching, and conflict isn't necessarily something bad, but is basically asking us a question or getting ourselves to ask a question, what's going to happen? Will they make it? How do they solve the problem? Um, there's a purpose that an organization is it needs to solve. What is it that they do or how will this thing work? Um, that uh, releases cortisol in our brains, which is a stress hormone. And uh, that uh, is uh, the same reason when something really stressful at work happens, it's the only thing you can focus on, or why we've been binge watching Netflix, for instance. You know, these uh, are, it's kind of a fight or flight um, thing that happens to us. And so when we have these kind of elements versus the facts and features kind of laden videos that you've seen too often um, that are just, we do this, we do this, uh, 87%, blah, blah, blah. That lights up a very small part of our brain, an analytical part of our brain. But when we're using um, story and uh, and having uh, conflict and we're having um, empathy in there and uh, connection, um, our brains light up like a pinball machine. And that is actually what moves us to action, at least at the beginning. Um, and, uh, and, and that is really, really powerful. I think when you think of a commercial or a, a web video and you, I ask you to think of one that's really sat with you, it's probably be, going to be something that had a proper story structure and focus to it versus one that was like, oh, it was just telling me the 20% off that I was going to get. It was telling me how many locations they have or what year they started. Uh, and that's a lot of the times actually where we're starting when an organization comes to us. They're like, well, we want to talk about our history. We want to talk about our core values. And they just want to talk about things that are really important to them. So, to them. Um, and it's usually facts-based because that's actually an emotional uh, value for them. But when we're trying to get people at the beginning, uh, often or at many parts of that journey, um, that might not be important to them. We want to reach them emotionally, and we can do that through storytelling. So how was that shift in conversation that you're having with your clients? How has that changed the way that your clients think about video and the use of video and the reason behind video as well? It's, uh, it's really great. Like what I spent about half of my time, um, I'm not doing as much shooting and editing anymore. I'm kind of taking a step back and letting way better people do that <laughs> than, than I was ever uh, good at. And, uh, and so a lot of what I do is client education. And, and so often we will actually um, very rarely quote on a, a larger project unless we uh, get the chance to get in front of all of these stakeholders and kind of present our process and why we want to move probably move in a direction that maybe they haven't considered. Um, very recently, the Alzheimer's Society, uh, the Manitoba chapter in Canada, you know, approached us very, uh, like a very, many organizations will, kind of saying, hey, we need this, or we, we need a video about us, about our organization and how we help. We want to talk about these features and these services. We think maybe we could talk to a handful of uh, staff and a handful of people who, um, who've kind of come through our doors. And so we kind of sit and we, we present on our process and how that works. And we kind of first of get them on board with the idea of how this can work. And we kind of 
basically reframe um, their their ideas of how video really does move people to action. And from there, we then start asking, what are your goals? What is the takeaway that you want? Um, what is the audience and or who is the audience and how do they feel? What's going to bring them to move them to action? And we actually, in this case, ended up telling that, you know, we, we said that the goal was to get people to understand, to have... Um, uh, to, to get the Alzheimer's Society involved early when they see uh, signs of Alzheimer's in a parent. And so we ended up um, interviewing, pre-interviewing uh, three uh, wonderful people who shared their stories, very personal stories. Uh, it was a very tough thing to have to pick only one, but that's all we could do at this time. And we chose that one and then uh, told her story um, about her uh, going through um, uh, the experience of her father getting Alzheimer's uh, the, the man who took care of her and her two sisters for her entire life, now she has to take care of him. And what's even worse is he doesn't really know who she is. And so, uh, and then telling how the Alzheimer's Society uh, really shifted everything for them once they actually um, started to help them, get them to understand how to work with their father, how to understand what their father was going through. And that story, as a result, um, you know, got 5,000 organic views in a day, which, you know, uh, subjectively it might not be a lot, but for them and for us, it was really great. And, uh, 10 other chapters within two weeks asked to repurpose the video. Um, and, uh, and so it's being now shown all over uh, Canada and in the States. Um, and we can tell, I can, I can say with really good confidence and I know the service focused, um, video that talked about the things that they do, the services that they have and had a random, uh, you know, quick testimonials of people saying, it's great. They really help. We're, and, and having employees going, we love it here, blah, blah, blah. Don't think it would have had the impact. I definitely wouldn't have had the shareability uh, or the organic growth from it um, as a story that we can focus on, empathize with, have narrative transportation and feel her pain. And uh, even though it's not my story, I have a parent so I can identify with her. And, uh, and hopefully we're moving people to actually call the Alzheimer's society quicker. So we're meeting that goal. Um, that's one of many examples where coming in and educating them, getting them to understand usually not only brings them, uh, to a better understanding so we can do better work, more effective work that we're all happy with. It also actually then helps with budgets as well, because people are usually coming in with not enough. They don't, consider how much pre-production and planning you should do. You should not be just heading to an organization, show up and shoot, and then, you know, interview the CEO, get some B-roll of handshaking and people, uh, people at boardroom tables, and then see what you can come up with. You can do it, but it's just not going to have a lot of effect uh, when we are trying to grab the attention of someone who has 6,000 impressions in front of them a day. Yeah, and I think what you've highlighted there is just the importance of storytelling and in particular at the really at what I call the top of the funnel or what marketers would call the top of the funnel, the idea of people who are relatively unaware of a brand or in, in the case of the Alzheimer's Society, relatively unaware or not particularly thoughtful about the uh, the presence of Alzheimer's and the, the warning signs to look out for and that sort of thing. So reaching yeah. those kind of cold audiences with that emotional message is critical to get people into that into that customer journey. So with that particular example or any example of storytelling type content that you create for your clients, you know, what's the process then as far as you're concerned of moving people down to taking a specific action or is the goal there, see video, emotional connection, take action? Yeah. So, um, 
It's a really good question because actually that, that is one of the biggest questions that you have to ask and they, it really helps control the creative. The question is often not asked, what is the goal of the video and what do you want people to do when they see it? What is the actual action you want them to take? We often know what the, we want them to know, but we actually don't go, what do you want people to physically do and, and, and what is also the emotional goal? And that will help then, all, um, that will help uh, define the creative because that means that it frees us up to do the key goal that we're meant to do. If it's to emotionally engage uh, someone, and um, that's great. If it's to inform them about something, that's great. But if, you know, very often, especially a brand awareness at the beginning, when we're really trying to reach them emotionally before we move them to logic at a different point, the main goal is usually to get them emotionally connected to your brand and to seek out more information. So if we follow, for instance, uh, there's the six essential plot points, which is a muse thing, which of, you know, the different levels you want to hit someone in, um, uh, in, uh, in a video, there's the jab at the end and, uh, which is also a call to action usually in corporate video. If we go, okay, we just want people to be emotionally, uh, connected to our brand and get why we do what we do to a certain degree and seek out more information at our website, for instance, then that's great because we don't have to actually put in all the things that are probably on your website. So often, you know, you go like, well, we get a, We'll tell the story, sure, but we also want to put in our core values. We want to put in how many locations we have. Uh, we want to have the CEO talk at the end uh, and, and, and say something. And uh, we want to have, uh, you know, our phone numbers in there. And we've had all those requests at different points of time. And you go, well, what's the goal? What did we all agree on at the beginning? Which is why pre-production and getting all the uh, stakeholders at the beginning is important. And you go, oh, it's just to get them interested and to take the next step. Great. And all that stuff can can live somewhere else in the strategy. Let's just focus on getting them emotionally connected. One of my favorite videos is, is uh, called Eric and Petey. It's a mutual rescue uh, campaign done in the States. And it is, you know, the idea is to get people to, uh, to adopt more animals and more rescue animals. There is no corporate message except for the end slate. There is no 15 minutes where they go. And if you, you can have the same experience too. just come on down to our, uh, uh, pet center and uh, adopt your own dog. Like the, it is just a story. And as a result went viral because it just, it was a, an emotional call to action with uh, very, very little corporate messaging. Yeah. I love that. And in that example as well, I mean, that's just <clears throat> re respecting the audience, you know, people can put yeah. two and two together and make four. It, you just need to give them the twos to give them that's the right. two together. Well, I, mean, I, I have a client who, um, you know, we showed them the first cut and uh, they said, well, you know, you don't actually mention our company. It was, it was a, it was an impact story of uh, one of the people who have worked with them and uh, they don't mention the company's name for the first 45 seconds. He was like, you don't mention our name for the first 45 seconds. I'm like, well, first of all, this is being shown at your AGM at your annual, annual general meeting. That's what it's being made for. Uh, so the context will be there. Everyone will know it's about you guys. And then also it will still at any other place. It will be on a website or be on YouTube or on social media. It will still have a title somewhere. There's going to be the context of your organization. You got to give the audience credit that they know the context. They're not on an Island here. And so trying to get people to understand how these videos need to work and, and being able to educate them enough to then be able to free them up to actually uh, let the creative breathe. You know, I've said before, having all this process at the beginning of education is actually almost ironic that it actually allows you to be more creative. Having the structure and rules actually allows you to be more creative um, rather than uh, having no structure or rules and then allowing kind of the client to dictate it down the road uh, when maybe they're not the ones to give you the best advice on how this should be done. 
Yeah, I love that. And let's explore that a bit further because a lot of what you've been talking about so far is is really the what I see is the difference between a video producer and a video strategist and something that I talk about all the time, obviously. But, you know, I can see that you're you're certainly applying that thought process as well, right down to the fact that you're spending that time educating your clients. You're not simply taking a brief. You're not they may be coming to you with a brief or an idea of what they want, but you, you're obviously seeing value in shifting that conversation and taking control of that conversation and yeah. talking about storytelling, talking about strategy, getting clear on that before you move forward into production. Can you talk us through, through, you know, how you, how you position that conversation with a client who's coming to you just saying, I want this video made, dude, just make it for me. For sure. Yeah, I mean, we it, it uh, we get that all the time. We very recently just had a, a client come to us uh, who had a very low budget. They'd already made a script. It was a Word document with like uh, web pictures put in, and and um, it was it was far too long. I think it timed out to be about fifteen minutes. They thought it'd be five, um, and you know, just all these kind of things. And you have to obviously make a decision at the beginning. You you need to get on the phone with them and vet them a little bit to make sure that. You guys jive together, that you you like one another, and that they're at least open to the idea of a conversation. If they're like you, you know, if they are, there are some people and uh, that we've dealt with. They're like, we want it this way and this way only, and we look at it, we go like, I'm sorry, we don't think this is the right choice for you guys, uh, or we don't think this is the right move. Uh, we respectfully decline. I'm sure that there's lots of organizations that will find uh, they can find that we can do what they need to do. But if we don't believe in it, you know, even a little bit, then uh, and they're not willing to have a, a discussion about how we can improve it, then it's just gonna. That's the first big red flag of many. I'm sure red flags a red flag factory. And so, um, you know, what I usually do is if there's an opportunity either to adjust budget or adjust creative, we get in there and we. I, I usually make a anywhere from a 10 minute to a half hour presentation about our process and then just start talking through what they've already presented to us, why we think things we think will work, things we think that won't work, and being tactful the whole way through. You can't just come in and go like, your stuff is crap. Uh, we can do it better. There is a, it, it needs to be uh, collaborative. You need to appreciate the work that uh, they've already done and, and know how important this stuff is to them. You have to bring them uh, onto your side very gracefully and, and, and use, you know, examples and, uh, and um, you know, creative thinking and how to kind of explain it in a way. And so actually just recently we, you know, we were able to have this conversation with a client where we knew we were coming in over double the budget. Um, and, uh, and we were asking to rewrite it and we were asking to shorten it. And I kind of, you know, this has happened a few times where I just, I'm like, well, it's kind of a bit of a hail Mary because sometimes as much as they like it, a budget, you know, is a budget. And they actually called me a couple of days ago and said, we're going to move forward with you. And in fact, I gave them a high and a low price, both well out of their original budget. And they're actually on the fence on which one they want to do because I was able to come in and kind of show them the difference, explain it, not write anything for them, not go all the way out and, and spec a bunch of creative, just to just bringing in process and, uh, and our thought behind how we can uh, make this video work for them, get them excited about how we wanted, how they want to make their audience feel and explain to them why we don't think what they can do or what they came to us with is going to make them feel great and then explain how we think we can make them feel great. And, you know, I had a hour meeting with them. It went almost an hour and a half because they just kept asking me questions. They were really, really engaged. It was a really great conversation. 
I think it's also about reframing those expectations, but leading with the solution first. It's the idea of, you know, we want to do it this way, not because we think our way is particularly better or we're more creative or we're just better at this stuff than you guys, but instead we're equally on the same page of wanting to get the best result, the best solution to achieve yeah, the goal I mean, that that business wants, right? So, and and by educating them and, and leading with with strategy and helping them understand this, I guess the science and and process behind why this concept is going to work better, then they yeah. they their brain flicks on and they go, yes, okay, I get you, I get why, let's do it your way. You got to lead them to the answer. You don't don't necessarily have to give it to them and. Um, and uh, usually you're, you know, letting them, you're, you're kind of letting them figure that out. And you just start, you let them figure it out by asking questions. If the goal is donations, for instance, you go, if, uh, if you go, okay, will that idea that you have, do you think that is the best way that we can get the wallets out of pockets and money out of there to donate when there are so many other asks? And you can let them answer their own question, go like, yes, or no. And then go, okay, what do you think would? And so there's that collaborative process because it also means at the beginning you're getting everyone's buy-in both like their you know their say but also um that they are actually being a part of the process they feel like they've been a part and uh and because they know their brand better than you do at least at the beginning and uh you're just trying to kind of understand them and hear them out and so versus coming in and going here's what we should do um which might not work nearly as well because they might be married to their other ideas working with them and bringing them along and letting them arrive at some of these conclusions themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So in your, in your business at Tripwire there, you're, you're starting the journey now of bringing strategy advice and strategy delivery of video strategy as well in-house and and doing that as part of the service that you offer. So can you talk me through your, your thought process around that? Cause I think for a lot of video production companies or, or marketing agencies out there, they're probably, you know, not thinking of video producers, videographers, whatever term you want to use as providing that sort of solution. So, you know, what are your thought processes behind that and what's the journey going to look like for Tripwire? For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of clutter out there right now. And, um, we, uh, we want to have better impact in the work we do. We want to have better impact for our clients and we want them to have a better impact with their, their stakeholders, their audience members and their clients. And so, uh, how do you do that? It, it, it is not just making great work. It's also building strategy around that to actually, cause I believe that if we can prove if we, we put a, right, a proper strategy together with the right metrics and we're able then to prove how it worked and we have the right creative to back it up, uh, then it should go full circle into uh, whether it's ROI or exposure or getting prop, the, the feedback and the engagement that they need to go see when we do it this way, it works. And then that justifies doing more work. So it should really work exponentially. Um, I even like the idea of when ROI is a part of it is the idea of free video, because if you do it properly, it should make you money, not cost you money. It should be an investment, not an expense. And, uh, and then everyone is happy and then we continue to do great work with them. And so right now we've, we're, we're, uh, we're doing some training. I've done, uh, some awesome training, uh, with, uh, the blueprint with you guys. And, uh, as well as, uh, you know, we work with some other, uh, digital marketing agencies, uh, and partner with them for strategies for, for companies. But I feel if we're going to do it 
the way that it should be done, uh, I, I feel it should be all in house uh, to a certain degree, so that um, w- you know there's better communication, there's more efficiencies in a lot of different ways. And again, we are you know our, we like to help people. That is kind of our core why is helping people, and we can do that through storytelling, and we can do that through strategy. Um, you know, it should feel just as good uh, when we hear. Uh, the, the the video uh, you made for us uh, brought tears to my eyes. That is a great feeling, as well as a feeling should be like, oh my god, we reached our sales goals uh, and and more. And that's that's a great feeling. Just to elate people um, in in all different types of ways. That is uh, that's a win for us. And then that makes us feel value in the work we do, versus just making stuff for the sake of making it, not knowing really if it has any impact. Yeah, I love that, and I love what you're saying there around. You know, I think it would resonate with a lot of creatives, that idea of making that emotional connection. You know, the work you did brought tears to my eyes, but that's <clears> where <throat> I see the distinct difference between the role of a good cinematographer or video yeah. producer versus the role of a good video strategist because tears in the eyes, if it doesn't equal sales, from a business perspective is pointless, right? Um, so <laughs> tears in the eyes, fantastic. If then you can say, and it also you know, met exactly. our sales goals or, or got the result that we wanted, um, at the end of the day. So, yeah, so that's, I think that's really smart what you're doing there and, and, you know, shifting or well, not shifting the focus, but, you know, bringing a, a stronger and more defined focus into that work that you can do for, for your clients there. So, yeah. um, I guess just to wrap up here, you know, if you were to paint a picture of where you're going with Tripwire, where, where do you see, you know, I think it's when I've had conversations with other people in a similar space, um, the idea of a video production company moving into video strategy, you know, potentially the next step is, you know, becoming almost full service marketing agency or, you know, where do you see, where do you see the the future for Tripwire and, and that role that you're playing for clients today? It is, you know, it is a, it's a solid question because it's something that I sometimes battle with. It's a lot of thinking and it's, it's probably one of the reasons that I've been slow to launch because I've had this notion for about three years in my mind and I know other organizations do it. I'm a little bit of analysis by paralysis or sorry, paralysis by analysis. Um, but you know, I, because there's a couple of directions that you can go in, but, uh, and one would be go into full, you know, digital marketing. I feel that, you know, in a niche world where, uh, um, more and more there's specialized, um, organizations, there are now video companies just, you know, doing video where, you know, ad agencies, for instance, uh, might've been taking care of a lot of that where clients are now going direct to video companies and then, you know, uh, being, having parallels with ad agencies or web companies, all this kind of stuff where we all have to work together, but it's not this linear, uh, progression where say the agency itself holds all the, the creative reins. And so that's been really exciting to see. So I feel, I feel there's an opportunity for really just focusing on, the strategy of the video that we make. And then that means that when there is a larger strategy at hand uh, with, uh, with a company that we need to play into and, and to consider, then we're working with those other uh, like-minded in, in, um, in, uh, agencies and making sure we're all on the same page. Um, because obviously we can't uh, be making different creative that doesn't, you know, doesn't jive with the other. And, it, and you know, at the end of the day, it has to be to uh, the success of the client is, is really what, what makes us all win. Um, and so, but that it's interesting because we're going to kind of, that's the next step for us. Could we go full digital marketing? We'll see. I sure didn't think that I would be where I am now. Um, you know, starting as a video, as a videographer who did the 
editing, animating, and shooting um, all by himself for the most part with one other guy who did photo and audio. Uh, and now having, you know, three animators, four full-time um, production, uh, two accounts, Counts, uh, a, a full-time scriptwriter, you know, and and then uh, and and you know, director of operations. I never thought I'd have a director of operations. So, anyways, um, I feel though uh, once we kind of integrate this, um, it becomes exponential. I can all you know, I can already justify if once this gets off the ground, you almost need another five people um, because you probably need to add an accounts person, an animation person, a production person because you're going to be all of a sudden selling far more. Uh, work. Um, if we are able to then to prove the value of the work and the ROI on that, then more work should come. We should get more into contract work. We're right now are into sorry longer form contract, uh, kind of like a video agency of record kind of concept where we're doing maybe one or three year contracts versus project to project. Where you know right now I actually can't see much more than three or four months ahead of our ahead of us right now. Um, so that's really exciting where we can then, you know, plan better as an organization and, and plan for growth. So it's kind of sky's the limit. And it's just me kind of keeping my head above water and staying focused and make sure making sure I have great people uh, around me like I do now. Cool, man. Well, I'm looking forward to following your journey and seeing where you go. And I think, you know, my feelings towards this, and I've had similar sorts of uh, thought processes over the years as well, is that in a world of digital marketing that's exploding and getting more complicated, more platforms, more possibilities each and every month or year, I think the role of a video strategist to specialize in video strategy, whether it be a video strategist within the context of a wider digital marketing team, I think that there is absolutely the place for video strategists to be experts within that, that single world of video strategy because you can't be a you know, master of all strategies when it comes to digital marketing and any agency or, or marketing agency or marketing consultant who says that they can do it all is probably not doing any of it particularly well. That's what I feel anyway. So I think you're heading down the right path. Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it. it's that combination of not rushing into it, but I also know the longer that I wait, that, that, you know, I, uh, the, the chances that I'll miss, um, you know, we jumped in an opportunity starting this company, getting a little ahead of, uh, you know, the video production industry and I would admittedly am a little behind. So now it's just a matter of, uh, getting, uh, uh getting caught up and, uh, really being able to provide that value for people. Cause at least in Winnipeg, there's a few, but not too many. There's still like, there is so much opportunity in the same way that companies were looking for help in social media. I think they're going to be looking for help in uh, digital marketing for the video because now they're all gung ho to make them. It's now what to do with them. That's probably the biggest gap. And, and that's why we want to be there to help them. I couldn't agree more. Hey, thanks for your time on the podcast today, Doug. Um, for people who want to find yeah. out more about Tripwire Media Group and everything you've got going on, where's the best place to find you? Yeah, absolutely. Tripwiremedia.com. You can also uh, find us on Facebook. Uh, just look up Tripwire Media and then uh, at Tripwire Media on uh, Instagram. Uh, we're we got to get our Twitter bit going back. It's probably a little uh, shy, but uh, we're also there at, at Tripwire Media. Uh, but Facebook and uh, Instagram is the place to find us for sure. And then, of course, our newest stuff uh, work is uh, on our website. Awesome, man. So we'll have all the show notes over at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 78. Doug Darling, thanks for your time today, dude. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Doug Darling from Tripwire Media Group. You can grab the links to Tripwire and check out the show notes over at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 78. 
I'm really stoked for Doug and his company and can't wait to see what 2019 brings for them. And this is it. Launch week for the online video strategy blueprint course is here. In fact, later this week, as of the release of this show, at the very end of January 2019, I'm excited to be sharing more about this course. So the online video strategy blueprint course is simply the course that I wish I had over four years ago for my video business. It's the culmination of the last six years of training, learning and implementing around online video strategy best practice that I've developed. My goal for this course is to empower you to make the transition from video producer or content creator to video strategist and be more confident working with your clients to the success of their online video strategy. Now I'll walk you through my entire online video strategy blueprint framework as you gain a deep understanding of the seven elements to an effective online video and discover how to craft an effective online video strategy plan for your clients. You can find out more over at onlinevideostrategyblueprint.com or just shoot me an email and let me know that you're interested. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're listening to this in launch week, then keep an eye out for the first video in the launch series, which will go live on January 31. And if you're listening sometime in the future, well, you may have missed the launch this time, but check out onlinevideostrategyblueprint.com and you'll learn how you can get access to the course no matter where you are and when you are. So thanks again for listening to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast and being part of my community here. I appreciate you and I can't wait to be back with you again next week with another episode. Bye for now.